Well, guys, that uh, that just about wraps up Memento. Um, yeah, that was that was a that was a pretty good uh, episode. Yeah, huh, I think yeah. that was a fun episode, man. It's yeah. a it's a wild movie to talk mm. about. Um, a lot it's of good only points, a lot of good points, and yeah. really helped me just. I think we both now have like a way better For understanding sure. of yeah, this Yeah, I think film. we definitely have a better understanding yeah. of it. Um, I mean, there's no better way to mm. kick off a Christopher Nolan miniseries than mm. his most confusing yeah. movie <laughs> that really ever made. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. Um, uh, be sure to check, it out, check us out next week. What, what movie are we doing next week? Uh, next week is going to be... What's the next Fight week? Club? Oh, it's Ooh, Fight Club. Boy, cool. Fight Club. I and think we'll have guest. a guest. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have our first guest on that yeah. one. Um, yeah, guys, thanks for thanks for listening. And then be sure to subscribe to um, uh, yeah other other Sticker Fridge podcast mm-hmm. and uh, follow us on Twitter and just us on Instagram and all that. So uh, yeah, all the Delphin yeah. shows, Delphin all Sticker Fridge shows. Thanks mm-hmm. you guys uh, so much for listening, and yeah. uh, see you guys next week. Bye bye. See ya. Welcome back to another episode of DS Director Showdown with me, Adam, and me, Brent, and we're your two backwards boys. I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to think of something clever for Memento, but <laughs> it's not. Memento. It's not um, backwards boys. Sounds like we're like Trump supporters or something. It yeah. does. Yeah, it sounds like a new like <laughs> like one of like Trump's little gang of like. <laughs> Like white, yeah, Catholic school kids that wear like Trump hats. We're the like, backwards boys. Hey, we're the backwards boys. You know, uh, mm. <laughs> we're the backwards boys. Uh, Native Americans, and I'll I'll just stop it right there. <laughs> oh, just saying, like Native Americans. And, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Um, Very topical. Yeah. But yeah. this this uh, if this is your first time listening, in, mm-hmm. uh, go back and listen to some other episode. But if you don't, if you want to just stick, stick this one through. That's fine. We, we do a podcast that we face off two directors. And this season, we're doing Christopher Nolan and Davey Fincher. Yeah. And I'm sure David Fincher loves to be called Davey Fincher. Man, I bet he <laughs> loves that. I, I, I talk he, to David Davey Fincher all the time on yeah. Skype. And he's like, Adam, yeah. you you're my favorite podcast. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He he's told us that a number <laughs> of times. And and uh he he strikes me as the type of like calm, laid back, reserved <laughs> guy who would just be fine with, with Davey yeah. as a as a we, we only did about sixty attempts to connect on Skype. 
<laughs> Did you just right because he yeah. didn't like how the uh, the signal was working. Yeah, <laughs> it was like in the yellow, and he was not okay with it, so he wanted to reconnect. Like, and he was like, um, "Adam, you need to fix your lighting. You need to move that light like yeah, change, a little bit too." The color lighting. Um, I don't like the saturation level yeah. on your. Uh, smart lighting uh mm. blue light behind you right now in uh, fact i need you to go to the apple store buy a new macbook with the retina display and uh that'll only be sufficient for our conversation tonight yeah exactly <laughs> um, but we're not talking about fincher no speaking of uh yeah. not liking nicknames too uh it's almost like uh lenny doesn't uh <laughs> Or I should say Leonard doesn't really like being called Lenny too much mm. in the 2000 film. Can you believe that? Two th- that's crazy, man. Mm. Well, we'll talk about the you know historical context, all that stuff. Christopher Nolan film, Memento. See, you know what's funny is that I still have trouble like pronouncing and spelling that title. I always do memento for some reason. That's interesting. Man. I feel so you have stupid. Some really interesting. Yeah. Like it's it's not even. I'm no, not no, good. it's not. It's not an intelligence thing. Yeah. It's not even because you're like a very well spoken person. Mm. But like, there's some words that like you just pronounce. Inter- like I've in always been way. bad at like yeah. pronunciation. Like I took really? like okay. I took like speech therapy when i was a kid so i was like i was taken away from all the other kids to like oh man it's kind of hilarious that i'm podcasting but like considering that (laughs) like what i did was that they thought they they well they knew that i pronounced my like r words with a w sound oh okay it was one of the my niece is going through that right now. yeah and they were just like they took me away and they're like it's not wan it's ran Oh, Ran. interesting. Yeah. So it's it's almost like maybe you course corrected mm. like like two percent too, too much, far, yeah. and so there's like a few words like mm. like woman and women or like uh, momentum. Well, like like women and woman is just like a stupid thing, and I read more than I talk, so it's like yeah, like I I I see the word as it is as opposed to how it sounds. You yeah. know what I mean? Because no, it doesn't make any sense. And I know we like reference this on yeah, an old episode, on, uh, on, but on like Phantom woman Thread, yeah. and women. When you look it at the word, it doesn't no make sense. any sense that yeah. the wom yeah. portion would be pronounced differently. Yeah. So be, and, it should be woman and and woman. Woman Yeah. For yeah, like the sure. plural. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of the villain for like criticizing. Well, I mean, pronunciation. Co- I mean, society. Yeah. Is. Well, I mean, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like yeah. there's a, there's a reason why when somebody like learns English that mm. they're like, it's they're like, what the people, fuck? Well, like, people say it's the hardest language to like really nail mm. uh, because there are so many weird, like um, just little differences, you know, contextual and just like, um, yeah, for sure. Um, pronunciation, just like how like the tone of your voice can completely, yeah, manipulate. But I mean, sure. I, I don't know any any language is just that's diametrically different from another is like going to be difficult because, I mean, in like Japan, they like Japan and Korea, you you almost speak a a completely different language depending on where you are at the hierarchy. Yeah, you know. See, that's that's fascinating mm. that the actual language changes yeah. instead of like. 
here it's like the words don't change, mm-hmm. but your tone will change yeah. with like, like who you're talking to. English is good for business and stuff because like it's very neutral, like in terms of like mm-hmm. power, yeah. like in hierarchy. Like if I was still, if I was speaking to someone who was above me, I wouldn't like, I might change my tone, but like I wouldn't change the language. It's still yeah. very neutral. Well, it's like yeah. Korean pilots speak yeah. English, right? Just mm-hmm. because like you can't have a, um, hierarchical language system when you're like flying a plane. Yeah. Right? Cause Is you need true? to communicate the, a problem. And if like, yeah, you can't, uh, this was in Malcolm Gladwell's book. I forgot which one blink maybe. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was really cool. But well, tragic actually, because they couldn't, they couldn't say that something was wrong because they didn't want to super, see the the pilot God, because they so crazy because the pilot is the superior and it's like you don't want to tell them they're doing something wrong so yeah. it's like they literally couldn't communicate like what was wrong damn you know well i'm glad they've mm. uh course corrected mm. and uh speaking of course correction and uh, communicating yeah interesting uh, ideas say yeah. goodbye to adam and brent's culture corner mm. and mm-hmm. uh welcome back on into uh director showdown a movie podcast we're gonna bring it back reverse it yeah let's go back in time <laughs> um uh back on to uh memento mm. uh 2000 2000 christopher nolan movie this is uh, other than following, uh, pretty much is his first movie. Mm. And, um, it was first time at the big, the big leagues, the big leagues. Yeah. And this, uh, some, a little bit of historical context from at least his perspective, perspective, what was going on at the time. Uh, Christopher Nolan was moving West. Um, cause he, I'm sorry, wait to LA from Chicago. That's yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, to L.A. when him and his brother came up with the idea for this movie. Um, his brother, Jonathan Nolan, who you might know from Westworld. Westworld. He's a co-writer mm-hmm. on a number of uh, Chris Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're probably going to hear him a lot on this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's some really interesting family stuff that I want to get into a little bit because it's like I mean, nobody yeah. talks about some of this shit, and it's really interesting, actually. Well, Jonathan Nolan, he wrote the short story for... Yeah. Memento. Yeah. And well, it's he almost, told him, he told Christopher Nolan about it as they were driving to LA. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's almost like the, the short story. I tried reading movie, it. Huh? I tried reading it. It's on the Blu-ray. Like you can oh, read the short story. That's pretty cool. And I, I, mean, I was just going to say that mm. the, the short story slash film thing mm. is almost a kind of parallel to 2001 fittingly. Cause I know that's like one of his favorite, most influential movies mm. in that, uh, Kubrick was making the movie at the same time as he was writing. Arthur C. Clarke was writing the book. Mm. And that's actually kind of a similar thing to what was happening with memento is that, um, I, from what I understand, like it was Jonathan Nolan's idea, but they like, he didn't even publish the short story until 2001. Right. And Memento premiered in 2000, and I think ended up coming out. They came out like they came almost out the same time. Yeah. yeah, they came out. Yeah, around the same time. But they're very magazine, different. Like it came out on, but yeah, I yeah. tried reading it, and yeah, it's like it is very different from like mm-hmm. from Memento. Well, similarly to mm. 2001: A Space Odyssey, you know, the book to the movie. So mm. I just think it's a it's kind of a cool parallel to draw that like he kicked things off in a similar way, but. Um, yeah, so this was his first, um, first like big real, budget, 
Yeah. Well, not big budget, but like like mm-hmm. getting like producers and stuff like that. Getting real actors. He yeah. originally had Brad Pitt in. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, in the Guy Pierce role, and decided that been interesting. It would have been, and it's like I can I can see him like seven, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, and it, it would have yeah. been a really funny like parallel to seven, like starting out both directors' uh, films, but like. Uh, he ended up going with Guy Pierce because Guy Pierce was a um, he could like cut the budget in half by having Guy Pierce. Hmm. Uh, with Brad Pitt, it would have like been in the teens, and with Guy Pierce, it was like the budget for this movie is only like nine million. Um, so what, it would have jumped to like twenty or something. Pra- yeah, with yeah. Brad Pitt it was Brad Pitt was like a that's a when he was like heart man. heartthrob boy, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Right after Fight Club, he was hmm. like. The A list, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, him and like DiCaprio were like owning Hollywood at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of still do though. In a way, in that's a way. so funny that yeah. like we just I just mentioned them and they're both going to be in Tarantino's new movie. I didn't even like think and, about that. And uh, Leo's in Inception, so yeah, hey, yeah. there you go. There so you go. Brad Pitt was never in a Nolan film, right? Now that I think about it, no, yeah, that is kind of uh, hey, let's put a pin in that. Mm. Why? Maybe, maybe he'll be in the next one. We'll see. You know, I could have seen him in like Interstellar or something, you know, as uh, Matthew McConaughey's character. But uh, I don't know I, how I would have felt about that. I, I'm just saying, like, I could see him. Like, yeah, I could see him in a number of Nolan right. movies, honestly. Um, that'd be cool, man. That'd be cool if mm. Nolan goes uh, goes noir again and gets, mm. gets Pitt with him, like an aged, like gray-haired Pitt. Kind of like be, a, a Bruce Willis in Sin City sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, something like, like an that. aged like PI and stuff. That'd be cool, yeah. man. That'd be really That'd be awesome. pretty sick. Yeah. Um, but and but uh, speaking of film noir, uh, Memento is definitely like a super like love letter to to like film noir in general. Because mm-hmm. like when I was watching the uh, um, the F- Fauna's back on yeah, the scene. Fauna, the y'all podcast. know she, is. she, she listened she's, last week. She's being a little a little wiener right now. <laughs> She wants to. She wants to play, but um, on the uh, commentary, um, he was referencing double indemnity. And is that how you pronounce it? Double indemnity. Indemnity. Yeah, it's from like forty. Yeah, I watched that like maybe like five, six years ago. I remember yeah. liking it, but I don't really remember too much of it. Yeah. But he referenced that like a lot on the commentary on yeah. how like it inspired like the set design, like in his. Like Guy Pierce's hotel room, mm. he wanted something so like drab and just kind of like yeah. realistic and you know for sure just just plain of the time. But like he wanted to update it for like current time, so he wanted to keep it like like within the parameters of noir without like pandering to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's you and I kind of talked about it like before we mm. started podcasting. It's like. This movie takes place like he made this movie at like the perfect moment in time Mm. where like you could have these retro elements of like the um, Polaroid pictures. Uh, I think for the, the, the biggest impact is it wasn't quite in the Internet era just because the Internet kind of came on the scene and just like reconfigured the way everybody has to make movies, Mm. You, you know, like horror movies, for instance, like. Mm. have to be period pieces now basically to make sense because like otherwise it's like well I, they I can they can access the internet movie, they can call somebody so um 
I think this movie could be updated for modern times. I think it would, but it'd be it'd be very different. I think you know, like kind of cool because yeah. like think about like him like like having his phone and then he has to watch like the video of him like you don't like you're you have short term yeah. memory. That's and, true. It could it could be yeah. really interesting. Yeah, um, I'm sure someone better than yeah. us could. Uh, a very smart person, a, a, a smart Nolan person. type. If they updated it, um, I mean, I just love the the way that this this uh, this movie is like done in a in a mechanical plot sort of way. Yeah, you know? well, let's let's get into that. So um, this this movie is like it's it's famous for its structure, unlike mm. similarly to most of Christopher Nolan's movies. He's like he's a guy who's fascinated with storytelling structure. And upending kind of how we think about how movies are told. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of his movies are not super linear. Um, they're typically jumping around in like well, it's some, temporalities. Some, it's just some like, my name's Christopher Nolan. I like to fucks with time sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, I, you know what I, I was actually thinking of a lot during watching this mm-hmm. is fucking uh, is Primer. I was oh, like yeah. actually thinking of primer, primer and the structure is so of it more, much more for sure. Yeah. It is yeah. like Christopher Nolan is in this like middle area where he's like, I want to make this complicated and it is, but also I want it to be, I don't know if he wanted, he didn't, he didn't want to make it complicated. He just wanted to, yeah. Con- because like the, the brilliant thing that sets this apart from um, Gaspar Noe's um, film Irreversible. Have you seen that? No, no. Gaspar Noe's Inter- Irreversible is the same um, concept. Okay. It does do the story completely backwards. And in that, um, I won't spoil too much of it, but like you see the consequences and then you, fu- then you realize what the intent is. Okay. You know, it goes yeah. backwards just like Memento. But I'd argue that one was more about like learning intent, right? And it changes your perspective on it. But this and Memento, it's a way to subjectively enter uh, Leonard's mind. Yeah, for sure. Know? Yeah, this is like the ultimate subjective mm. movie, pretty much. It's like um, it's like fully putting you into the character's mind. Yeah, even uh, the way that he films like his shots like in the color scenes um mm-hmm. like they're very like close up on guy pierce and like it feels like claustrophobic and try to and it, it tries to oh yeah you know puts you into his like mind you know what that's actually you know? something um i didn't really think about much until you said it that it's like i mean we have the there's movie not on, a wide right? shot in yeah. this fucking movie it's like fully the wide shots are in the movie but they are done on the black and white scenes. Yeah. See, the black and white scenes are the quote unquote objective reality of of Leonard. Yeah. You yeah. know, like uh, Nolan said on the audio commentary, he wanted it to be like those scenes to be like the document, like filmed like a documentary. Like you'll get a lot of yeah, and high he let angled, him like improvise. Yeah. And, like yeah, just feel out the lines mm. and stuff like that. Like he would do a high angle, you know, like looking above, like sort of like an observation deck, mm-hmm. like a camera looking at him and just have like very clean like shots for the black and white to kind of, yeah. it, it, it's it's like, that's kind of like a datum for the film. You know, the yeah. black and white scenes, they're, they're like, 
like I think someone told him it was the backbone of the film to kind of keep that keep you sense, yeah. um, invested. Well, and you know? and then looking at that from another angle too, it's like the black and white scenes are even just like the obvious way to look at them, they're linear. Like they're told forward in time. And then the, everything else is we keep jumping back to the previous memory that meets the previous memory. You know, what's interesting is that everything is linear in this film though. Because yeah, but it's an artificial an artificially edited. Well, it's linear because a nonlinearity is, is a, is in a way of like, going going in a pattern that is not predictable while this is a linear reverse movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even yeah. Nolan said that. He was like, it's completely linear going backwards. And yeah. then it's just um, cut in between another thing that's linear going forward. So the way that's yeah, described yeah. is kind of like a, a sideways U. Mm-hmm. And what's brilliant about it is that the climax of the movie – which is the end. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in, <laughs> in terms of, well, yeah, in terms of, no, it's the middle. It's the middle of like the sequence of I events. Guess, yeah. I so, guess that's true. Yeah. Think about well, it. Well, the, the yeah. scales. Well, yeah. I see what you're saying, but it's like the scales of time are different because it's like the black well, that, and white that's, scene. That's, it's that's like an excusable. hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, that, yeah. In, in terms of like at the end of the movie, that's the middle of the sequencing of events in chronological time. So they, yeah. so they're like going towards each other, the black mm. and white scenes and yeah. the I wanted, color yeah. scenes. And how the dude, that's, that's, I want to give Nolan like all the fucking props in the world for somehow like pulling that shit off. Well, it's, that's it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it's really masterful yeah. just right out the gate because I, I, I wanted to say this before I lose it, before I forget mm. to bring it up, but it's like that kind of like nexus point of like the black and white forward story meeting with mm. the color, like main narrative at the um, end of the movie, at the end of the movie is something that Nolan has done mm. multiple times that he seems really fascinated with. Mm. It's like the end of inception. Um, it's like uh Dunkirk Dunkirk is maybe yeah. the best comparison point with memento mm-hmm. like dunkirk is basically memento in world war one like or wait no it's two right world war two yeah two why did i think it was yeah. one um so it's like he's so fascinated with that idea of like like oh let's let's have these different different temporalities meeting up in this very satisfying because like it is satisfying mm. when you get there like when when the black mm. and white meets up and it turns into color mm. as he's shaking the photo it's like oh that's so, so cinematic yeah. only yeah. cinema can do that mm. like that's that, the rub right yeah put a pin on that that's two pins right for sure we're gonna yeah, get this two. pin this pin i shaker. forgot what the first one yeah. was just we're like just really time. excited to talk about movies guys all right yeah yeah we, we love some them. they're good so so the best Detective! way to think Sorry, I had to bring it back. Even if it was forced. <laughs> Lenny! Lenny! Anyways, how does uh, he say it? It's this scene. Lenny! Lenny! My so, name's Leonard. <laughs> That's how he talks to my My name's Leonard. So, okay, okay, dear listener. Come on, this will be fun. This will be fun. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna grab a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're boy. gonna draw. Oh, 
We're this is inter- this is interactive. This is a cracking a cracking fun this start is, here. This is a uh, interactive um, podcast. Podcast. All right. Well, take take me through your. Well, no your one, line no one has here. no one has um, paper nowadays. Though they just have iPhones. Well, you can do a draw true. app on your iPhone. Yeah. So bring that up. Okay. And you you know do you know what a what a U looks like? Okay, I see what you're. I okay. See what you're doing. So yeah. you draw a U, but not the the regular way. Yeah. You do it like where the the bottom part is facing the right. So it's a backward C almost. That's a better way. You're yeah. right. I don't know why I want to okay. say you so much. Yeah. But yeah, so like the black and white parts are on top and you draw little arrows going towards the the uh backward C um uh apex, the uh, the bottom part or mm-hmm. the or the the turning point. Mm-hmm. While like the bottom part right there is the color scenes, and they go straight into that like end of the the U or the okay. C, yeah, and they're both like going to converge, and then you look at Dunkirk. It's like the same. It's 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 like different a little bit, but there's like three U's now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's three U's, right? And then they slowly overlap into mm-hmm. one U. Wouldn't that be like the best way to describe Dunkirk? Because they all converge into one timeline. Yeah, there's like moment. there's like the best way I guess is like let's start with like the conversion of one point and like yeah fuck. <laughs> so Christopher Nolan's already broken us. It's already broken everybody listening. Uh, yeah. It only took what was it fifteen minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the thing is, it, it, it's all about like with, with Dunkirk. It's more about like rate of change sort of thing, like speed. That's true. Well, that's you know? why it's it's. It's what that's why with Dunkirk, uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, I but I, I like fucked up mm. the first time I watched it to the point where I was like, Oh, yeah, this movie we is talking about of, that off. Like, I walked yeah. out of it and I was like, Huh, that was kind of nonsense, right? Yeah, but like it was good, I enjoyed it, mm. but I didn't really get what was happening. Yeah, and then you were like, Oh, well, no, there were like three different timelines. And yeah. I was like, Oh, well, I fucking missed that. And then when I like, you have to know if you miss that. that first part, you're gonna be like, What yeah. the fuck is no, happening? Yeah, and the thing is, I'm, yeah. so, I'm just dumb. I like saw it, but mm. you know what? I think, uh, in retrospect, I think what was going on in this is I was like distracted by like, Oh, the sound's bad and like the screen is all that fucked was up. not fair for the movie because yeah, we, sure. we watched it at um, Santico's. Was it seventy millimeter or no thirty five millimeter? Right, I think it was no. I think it was seventy. Seventy, and it was it was at Palladium, yeah. but like the, we were, they fucked it up. They yeah, fucked we it were up so bad. excited because yeah. we wanted to see a seventy millimeter Nolan film, of course. Oh yeah, of course. But they got the audio fucked, and the um, projector was and the projector uh, was on the top mm-hmm. two thirds of the actual mm-hmm. screen. As I and I was just mm-hmm. like, this is all strange. And then we got to see it in IMAX, and it was yeah, like we got really to see special. And um, I was like, okay, this and dude, is like, everything clicked, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is. This is fucking great. Brilliant. This is like yeah. Nolan at his at his peak here. We're not doing Dunkirk this season, are we? I don't think we are. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe we can do a bonus episode or something. Maybe because I, I mean, I kind of love Dunkirk. Honestly, no, I do too, man. And I it's like fucking love Dunkirk. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it in four K. Like I don't know. I've I've seen it like I yeah. guess four times. I watched it on I HBO. It. Yeah. Uh, like a couple, mm. like a few months ago, and it was just like, man, this movie's fucking good. Yeah. Um it's uh, it's doing something that's so like interesting for like 
war movies, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's so funny because, like... I would, okay, so should we stop talking about it since we might do it? Yeah, I was just, yeah, <laughs> just going to, like, go into the whole thing on it, but let's save it. Let's save it. Um, if put, not a, all. put a pin on it for put five... Yeah. The, this now this is not an episode yeah. pin. This is a season, season pin, pin yeah. on Dunkirk. So if you're keeping track, this is the first season mm-hmm. pin, and I think this is the episode. We only have two episode pins. I forgot what they are. Hopefully you remember, but uh we'll oh. uh, we'll see. Wendy not Wendy. I called your called my cat Wendy, you your called, cat's name. <laughs> your uh, cat fauna cat's name. almost fucked with my sound mixer. Ooh man, I smell some poop. I smell some poop poo. She probably went poop. She probably farted too. Yeah, maybe. Cats um, fart, right? Because I smell like I smell I like so. farts. That's, that's a rowdy one, man. Who mm. boy. Um, <laughs> good podcast material. Um, but the smellow vision. Throwback. Oh, boy. Now we needed those farts for Spy Kids. So, so dear listener, we if if you uh, if you sent us your 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 uh, your address we sent you back the the memento smellow vision card to yeah, scratch yeah. that so exactly scratch them off uh, scratch off throughout the, the movie um, the podcast it's mostly like blood mm. like mostly you'll smell blood um yeah seven was powder. seven was a nasty episode oh boy a seven a seven smell vision card would be fucking <laughs> rowdy man good oh lord my god that's oh, so good awful but anyways <laughs> oh okay so okay. i wanted to talk about yeah, this yeah. we were talking about the structure of this movie yeah let's and keep kind on of that yeah um this is kind of off that i want to talk about how the when we talk about the structure of this movie it's inherently difficult right because it's like for sure we're talking about the structure of a movie that is in the form it's like in the cinematic form, it's like visual storytelling mm-hmm. and it's like talking about it is difficult. So I want to talk about how well it's executed to mm-hmm. where it's like not overwhelmingly confusing. Yeah. Like you're still able so, to be keyed into the movie. Right. So that's what we talked about like earlier in this episode was that the only way that this movie works to where it's not like exhausting is because of the black and white scenes, the Sammy Jenkins um, story yeah, for sure. Like if you didn't have like that through line of him, like explaining about Sammy Jenkins and how it, how it explains kind of like the condition mm-hmm. um, and it, it gives you relief because yeah. you, you actually like, oh, okay, I'm like, there's two stories going on here and one is like grounded to where I can follow easily instead of like questioning like, oh, well, why is he doing this? Because the color scenes that go backwards, it, it, it's like I need to figure out, like I'm processing, like I need to figure out, like, well, what's the context of, like, what's happening, right? Yeah, for sure. So black and white scenes give you a nice, like, break, you yeah. know? So if it was constantly going backwards, I feel like the viewer would just be like, I can't, like, I can't like it. Well, it'd, it'd yeah. be too art housey almost. Yeah, like kind of ironically enough, even though like it's jumping to yeah, this is an independent these black film, and white. So. Yeah, and it's like yeah. indie anyway. But it's like you're you're right. Like there is that like constant thread of, and then it it's also keeping you hooked because early on in the black and white story, he's introducing Sammy mm-hmm. Jenkins and uh, Jenkins. I think it's Jenkins. Is it Jenkins? It's Jenkins. Yeah. Is it Jenkins? Yeah. I thought it was with an N in it. I don't something. think so. I think it's Jenkins. Jenkins. Because that's Sammy what Jankus. caught me off guard this time, too. I was yeah. like, oh, it's it's Jenkins. But because, mm. um, like, he's introducing it early, and you're like, 
you're like, oh, what's going to happen with this? Like while I mm. while I'm chewing on that other shit, mm. like the you know what what is the actual main narrative of the story? Um, just being told told backwards, you know. Mm. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's it's what what's so I think impressive about this movie is how how there are like thousands of ways to execute this poorly. Oh yeah. How there are almost so, primarily yeah. ways to execute this poorly mm-hmm. to the, to the point where like after the movie you're like, well, I don't, huh? I don't know if that really, if I really got everything. Well, I mean, I feel like most people still felt that way regardless. Yeah. You know, I guess so. Cause like, I mean, a lot of people would just go up to uh Joey pants and uh yeah good old joey pants like I, I was watching an interview of him and he's like what the fuck did i watch like what is that movie <laughs> that's that's hilarious man. Yeah. no that's that's so funny too because um in in sharp contrast to seven last week mm. this movie was made um it was basically off of the script alone they were like this is really ballsy and really yeah impressive we're gonna let you make this here's like four or five million bucks um and then he you know got some more budget funding but uh when it came time to like market it and to sell it to distributors it was near impossible like they they pretty much did like a limited release oh yeah i think did yeah. uh sundance pick it up sundance it was at it sundance, premiered yeah, yeah i think it premiered at sundance it had all this good buzz but nobody wanted to buy it because they were like nobody's gonna Fucking, fucking get yeah. this. This is insane. Mm. And then um I think who was it? It might have even been like Weinstein, but it was Oops. somebody it, it was somebody that ended up buying it and putting it out like a little bit more than limited. It was like 500 to 1000 mm. screens and it made like a lot of money and they were like what the I fuck be people surprised like this? it was like WB or something cuz that's who we ended up like working with, right? Primarily. Maybe yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, or even like New Market I think is mm. advertised at the beginning. It might have been them, but I just remember them being like, they said like, um, holy, holy shit, people like this way and understand this way yeah. more than we thought they would. Um, cause there, there was that market there that I don't think they even knew, you mm-hmm. know, even, even if, cause I think it was 9 million budget and it, it made like almost 40 million, nice. which is no 330 for seven, but it's like, it's still pretty, yeah, that's still pretty big. Yeah. Chunk it's like a change. good return yeah. on a 9 million mm-hmm. budget, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it only grew from there, you know. So uh, I want to keep to the the, uh, the story, plot, mechanic stuff because mm-hmm. it's the most fun. Um, yeah, you know, as uh, as like you know how you were mentioning. I don't know if you mentioned mentioned it on the episode or not, but like time being kind of like inconsistent, the time passing on the uh, you know length of time of each of the the time segments. Yeah. So like, it's hard to know whether, cause sometimes he loses his memory quicker while some other times he, it's, it's a little inconsistent. Yeah. So, uh, Nolan actually had an explanation for this, which is kind of cool. Yeah. He said that, um, like it's it like he was, he wanted to work with the nature of, of memory. So it's not like going to be consistent. So okay, whenever yeah. he's like, Whenever um, Leonard is really paying attention to something, it's longer. And when he kind of drones off, like, it'll, it'll reset. Oh, okay. So, 
I mean, I haven't watched this movie enough to like catch how that mechanic works. Yeah. You know? Well, that that mm. that makes sense, I think, because like, uh, and I told you before we podcasted, like this time the notes I took on the movie, I started like taking notes, and I put like one mm. dot, and then I wrote about um, each color segment. And so there are 24 color segments in the movie, uh, meaning that there are 24 little backwards moments that are split up by the black and white scenes. Mm. Um, And what I noticed, which is kind of really cool, and it speaks to how well he executed it and how he knew he needed to. Because like what I what I realized is that there are fewer things happening in the beginning segments than there are later on because he realizes that like he needs to kind of ease you into what he's doing yeah because i realize like let's be gentle with the uh yeah like let's not overload the amount of information in each one of these before they fully get on board with what we're well it's like doing it's it's learning the mechanic yeah like you're playing a video game you're not gonna go straight to it's almost like a a tutorial Yeah, yeah because like if you look at um, and I know this is a, uh, audio podcast, mm. but like, if you look at how short each one of them is, and then it gets just like increasingly mm. longer to where they're like paragraphs mm. of my notes for like the mm. later segments. That's um, pretty cool. Like Nolan yeah. is, um, he, he's aware of, of like easing you in, but also respects you at the same time towards the end. Like, it's like you get what the mechanic is now uh let's yeah. go through it well and and yeah. then exactly and then like it has that let's moment where it. it uh combines with the black and white mm. and you have that like aha Whoa. you yeah. know like that aha moment mm. that like he loves man like he's mm. done it multiple times that was so cool about the black and white scene because like it's yeah it's like i forgot about that yeah well the black and white is kind of like like i said previously it's that objective like lens of like um Leonard, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the subjective um, color scenes and the objective, like black and white scenes, only to be a red herring for objectivity, mm-hmm. because um, Sammy Jenkins' story, although framed as if it was yeah. objective, was it's actually not. a subjective interpretation of his own like prior life, mm-hmm. which is so like cool that he. F- like that's that is an M Night Shyamalan twist that is the best M Night Shyamalan twist that M Night didn't do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's really really brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, man. There's there's never been a more fucking layers donkey movie. Layers donkey than, than Memento. Like I don't think there ever has Inception, been. Honestly, Inception is Maybe. like oh, the that's literal layers. Literal donkey. layers yeah. donkey. Um. I think oh, that one man. has so many. No, Primer is probably like the most layered film I've ever mm, seen in my life. That's probably true. Like, there's you can count the layers like on a graph yeah. and stuff. That is <laughs> like, very. That is very true. Do you think each yeah. of those characters mm. in those movies had waffles in the morning? They probably did, right? They they made waffles. which characters? All of them. <laughs> Cobb and the gang from Cobb Inception. Cobb and the gang. <laughs> Y'all know. Y'all know Cobb. When I wake up from this dream, I'll make you waffles. I'll make you waffles. <laughs> now, what if Donkey was in Inception? That'd be pretty That'd be pretty wild, right? Donkey it's dreams. Inception. It's dreams. Hey, you Shrek, do anything. Shrek. Shrek, what if dreams, Hey, Shrek? Cobb. Hey, Cobb. <laughs> it's Donkey. Where's Shrek? Oh, you can go up the stairs and go down at the same time? What? <laughs> Now, how wild would it be if in Inception, 
they go into one of the dreams and just Shrek is there. And then they're just hanging out with Shrek. And then yeah. he's and then we find out like Tom Hardy is acting as Shrek or something. And Shrek is just in there and everybody accepts it because it's a dream. Yeah. If we're if we're understanding. It's like, the well, rules you know, this of, is just kind of the situation we're in right now. And <laughs> just I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna respect Inception again because they didn't have Shrek in it. Like they could have they could have you know, like Inception was one of my favorite movies of the 2000s, yeah, if not my favorite movie of the 2000s, mm. but it could have been the movie of the century <laughs> if they just if had the, If they combined with, uh, yeah, one of the best films of the early 2000s. Now, I just want to see a fanfic of Shrek Inception. Shrekception. Shrek Inception. That sounds Inshrection. weird. Oh boy, that does kind of because right. it's it kind of gets a little close to erection there. Yeah, and it also sounds like you're like you have like a, a speech impediment. And you're trying to say like a Star Trek title. You see erection, erection. Oh, you ever see Star Trek erection? <laughs> <laughs> it's got uh, Captain Picard, and he, he's so. It's cool. got Picard, and it's got uh, R- Rikus. It's got Rikus. <laughs> Rikus. Oh man. Um I don't like Voyager because a girl. It's a girl. She's in charge and I don't I'm not a big fan. I don't like girls in charge. Because <laughs> they don't like me and they're mean to me. But it's fine. Uh, no. but anyways. Christ. Um okay, you know what? Okay, so uh, yeah. I wrote down a couple things and I wish I had like wrote more because I definitely had realizations when I was watching it and like Ultimately, the way that I took notes on this movie was to go back and read from top to bottom through the movie and to see, like, what happened. If we're, like, looking at a forward version of this movie. You want to see in a chronological, yeah. Chronological, that's the best yep. way. Yeah, I, I should just say that. That's the easiest way. Um, and what I realized is, like, in a chronological order, this movie's pretty boring, <laughs> Actually, it's like, oh, for sure. It's like, it's because it's like things are just kind of happening, but like via the uh, storytelling method. Well, you wouldn't give a shit if it was in chronological order. Exactly. And that's why, like, it it was a really cool realization where it's like, you can really only tell this story the way that he's telling it, you know? That's what's brilliant about it. Yeah, exactly. It's why, yeah, yeah, because I was like, I wonder if this really works chronologically. And it, it, Kind of doesn't, but that really is more a testament to the way that he executed. Well, I, I it, think know? that's the brilliance of 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 Nolan. I mean, like, I think well for any like uh, storytelling, like a master storyteller can will be able to take the simplest like concepts and like extrapolate in a very like interesting, mm-hmm. creative way. You know, like you can claim that about like a lot of a lot of. Uh, great movies mm-hmm. you know yeah like primer i mean that was just like yeah like they invent a time machine and they try to make money like that's literally the plot that's true that's yeah literally I mean, what it's it like is. and this is like yeah. <laughs> a guy with memory loss tries to find his wife's killer who was it's raped like, and killed which is a typical yeah. like kind of like revenge story like, for sure it. yeah, yeah it's like it's like that's that's what makes a good mm. 
movie almost. It's almost like the context doesn't even matter, which is interesting. It was all about the execution, which is like the opposite of what yeah. the movie was uh, was showing. You know, like you would you want to see the the context, yeah, instead sure. of because you already get the execution first. You know, yeah, and like yeah. Christopher Nolan after this kind of almost like becomes kind of a high concept guy. Mm-hmm. Um, at least with, uh, you know, he obviously can becomes like the, the Batman guy mm-hmm. for a while, but then inception is like a heist movie that mm-hmm. takes place in the architecture of the mind. And yeah. it's like, it's like, it's Oh, like, oh, oh this is cool. shit. Yeah. yeah. But then he still yeah. has his like crazy temporality shit going on mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, which like makes sense mm. for the, the structure of it. But, um, cause he's like, why reinvent the wheel? Just make the wheel more interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Let's take a heist movie. Let's, Everyone let's loves like, heist movies, let's, but let's put it, let's put a new coat of paint yeah. on this, on this bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's, that's what's fucking awesome. Like taking all the tropes you, you know, and just like making it, making it look fresh, mm-hmm. you know, fresh yeah. baby. Well, Tarantino kind of just does the same thing anyway with his movies. He takes all like, you know, classic fucking westerns and then makes his own like thing out of. Yeah, his thing is know? just like I'm gonna stick to this. Tra- he he's like a traditional. I don't even know how to put a Tarantino man because it's like he sticks to the traditional thing a lot of the time, but like does it with so much style and flair mm. that it's like only Tarantino can do this, you know? Um, whereas Nolan is like, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. He's like, uh, putting a new coat of paint on old, old, old yeah. kind of trope. I mean, things, it, it, it's like he takes, um, conventional plot structures and, and flips it on his head. Like that's his like strength. I think, yeah. Like his, his his plot mechanics are like purely innovative. Like they're 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 new. That's what's the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at every single one of we'll we'll be talking about this throughout this whole season is like yeah. his innovative way of uh plot construction. Except for maybe like for Dark sure. Knight and Prestige, but yeah, like those are e- even movies. those have it a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, Dark Knight has very Dark Knight little. Dark Knight does it. have a little bit of it. That's yeah, right. It does. I almost forgot about that. And Prestige that part. kind of does too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I we'll we'll talk about this again. I think, but like Prestige from the get go, we're like we cut back to like a guy reading another guy's diary, and then we like jump back to like what's happening. In that guy's world, as he's reading the other guy's diary, right, as that guy's right. writing his diary, and it's like, holy fuck, man! It's like he he takes like a weirder old school approach with like mm. prestige, you know. Um, well, th- this brings me to like the the idea of like because I was I was um, trying to parse it with Memento, and I mean it could be applied to any of his other films, but um, I think I came to the conclusion that this can only be done with film and not a novel because like I was thinking maybe we can do this as a novel, you know, memento, but I think it's way more effective in a filmmaking like medium as opposed to like, it's like pure cinema as opposed to like, because like, I remember we had the, the discussion about Tarantino and how he could have like his, be novels yeah you know he's he's such a right writing influence mm. director yeah mm-hmm. at least uh in the first kind of half of his career i'd argue so yeah see like i i mean that i think that's why nolan is like a very great filmmaker because of his like 
um, his uh, innovativeness of of plot mechanics within the film yeah. medium of tying those. Yeah, he like ties mm-hmm. theme mm-hmm. into film structure. Yeah, it's like he he makes it inherent in how. Yeah. It, it, it's not gimmicky per se, yeah. But it's like no, no, because it, it yeah. has purpose and like mm. it it the it's in mm. that all comes down to execution. It's yeah. like you can do this in a tacky way where it's like oh well it was just a gimmick, mm. like uh like say like maybe three D in most movies or something where it's just, right. it's just a gimmicky thing. It's a surface level mm. thing, but it's like when it's so baked into the story you're telling, mm. like Memento, it's like crucial to mm. it. You know, I mean, I, I I'll probably use. You guys heard me use this word all the time, but it's like postmodern, like uh, mm-hmm. postmodern film structure in the sense of like you know going against like what the typical um, plot structure is, and also just like post post like action and post noir or mm-hmm. I guess neo noir maybe. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it would be neo noir for sure. Yeah. But like, like I I love I love the scene that they're showing on. We we have the movie on right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so interesting that uh, when he's being chased by chased by that guy, he says, uh, "Okay, um, yeah, what, I love that scene." What do you say? He said, uh, "It's like, oh, I'm I'm chasing him. I'm chasing him. I'm chasing him. No, he's oh, chasing. Oh, he's chasing me." And then he like, because the yeah. guy's like shooting a gun yeah. at him, and he's like, oh, "Oh, no, I'm running from him." Yeah, it's just like, yeah, we catch him right in the middle of because like he's an action hero, like Guy Pierce's yeah. character. He's like well, this like. This guy who's very sure of himself and very instinctual base. Like, he could be, like, a... See, like, I mean, yeah, he, like, knocks down doors. Like he goes with yeah. his instinct all yeah. the time. Well, that that's mm. a line... Uh, oh, fuck, I want to freaking fight it. Mm. That's, like, a line that he says... Um, Discipline and... Uh, in, in the movie, yeah, is that... Uh, he's very disciplined or something. It's, uh... Fucking Christ... Jesus. Good podcasting. Gotta fill up silent moments with Adam singing about uh, filling up moments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's about conditioning and acting on yeah, instinct. Exactly. And it's like, it's so funny, the acting on instinct thing, because that kind of ultimately becomes his downfall at the end slash beginning. Mm. And you can kind of guess that it has been in the past, too, in that scene when at the very end of the movie, um, not chronologically at the end of the film, mm-hmm. uh, when he's like, he's like, he makes the decision, like I'm going to write down Teddy's, uh, license yeah, he's plate. Like, I'm going to fuck this It's guy, like, yeah. it's like, Oh, John G, uh, you're John G. Like, like he decides to purely by instinct at this mm-hmm. point. Cause he's within one of his like memory fucking mm-hmm. zones, where he's like gonna remember all this one, it's not gonna be split up. He just he decides to keep it going, you know. Um, well, it, it it like it it. I mean, we get into the deeper level of this movie in like terms of like themes, like subjectivity, purpose, and meaning and of life, yeah. just like in general, yeah. and how like um, Leonard was um, he. Uh, it suggests the film is suggesting that someone of of his condition i mean any of us like we all want to have like a purpose meaning to drive us mm-hmm. forward well how do you have purpose and meaning when you're like 
in this zone of short-term memory loss, right? Yeah. So, like, the idea is that, like, um, Leonard um, conjures up the idea of someone murdering, possibly. It could have been, if it could have happened, it could it could have not happened. Yeah. He could have uh, manipulated his uh, memory on a subconscious level to where it gives him purpose and drive and meaning to yeah to to make up possible murderers for his dead possibly dead i mean we don't even know that that's the that's the subjectivity of it like, like if she if she mm. actually is dead from the insulin right yeah or i mean well everything is up in the air really based on like the ending like well because he's, he's like the, the ultimate unreliable mm. narrator yeah you know because it's like even his it's like it's seriously though like his any any mm. um what do you call it? Uh, voiceover from him. Like we can't trust what he like, because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And I wanted to say, like speaking of the uh, purpose thing, I think it's like the third or fourth black and white scene. He gives himself that line where, or no, it's later on because we already know what's going on with Sammy Jenkins. He's like, Sammy Jenkins doesn't have purpose. Mm. Like I have purpose. Yeah. And like that, that's how I'm going to keep going because I have my goal. Mm. And then he like references John G or whatever. And like, he's covered in purpose. Mm. Like all of his tattoos are this yeah. like forward momentum mm. to like keep him going on his goal. There's yeah, never let me been find out like what this is all about. Well, and then thinking. you mentioned, and I never noticed this before, but he had gotten a tattoo that said you got him. And obviously, oh, at well, some point, what, what was it exactly? Let me see. Um, I've done it. I've done it. Which yeah. is the most? It's like the perfect phrase because yeah. it's it is totally contextual. Like you don't know what that means. He could say, "I've killed like my wife." Like I've done it, mm-hmm. or I've done it to where I killed the guy who did it. Yeah, yeah. Like. That's the so what that's what's so cool about this movie is that it calls into question like any sort of objective truth about things that that yeah. just putting inputting a human into like a situation creates a uh, a, a a a a blurred interpretation of like objective reality no matter what yeah you know? for sure and even after seeing this movie multiple times and after like taking my notes or whatever it's like I'm still very fuzzy on a lot of mm. things, but it's like that's very like that's very much intentional because mm. like reading through my notes, uh, you know, chronologically, it's like everything pieces together, but you still have that kind of like blur to all of it because the way the story is told told, uh, like therefore the way you experience his subjective mm. reality, you know. Mm. Um but he, but even still I I think I think the movie is pretty like by the end, I I do think that you have a pretty solid understanding of like what he has been doing and what he is doing. Yeah, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. this guy's just trying to. Um, because Teddy mm. does lay things out, and at least the way the movie portrays it, mm. it puts it in a way that is like, okay, well, he's telling us the audience yeah. like what is true. Well, like, to, to me, it, like it, it's like a filter point. Yeah, it's like. That's here is the one here here's the answer for the ones who want that answer you know cuz they ha- that's sure. what that's like almost works on a meta level of the film is like here are the ones cuz i know there's going to be cuz no i guess nolan figured out like 
people need an answer at the end. Like, here's this, here's this possibility, and it's mm-hmm. very explicit. And then he subverts it with the I've done it, like, f- like um, uh, flash, um, when you get subliminal, like, uh, frame, yeah. you know? Where it's like, it's like, wait a fucking second. That calls into question everything, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you can take that pathway and then be obsessive about like, you know, what is actually happened. Or you can That's, accept the reality that that Teddy had put forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that is the really whole point of the film. Like that's the whole point of the film is that subjective yeah. reality thing. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I I think the the I did it thing's kind of blowing my mind now because mm. it's like when I look at his tattoos, it's well, it's clearly not there mm. for one. So is it like could it potentially be a new memory? Could it be like showing us something that is yet to happen because she's alive? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man, there's a lot of options I mean, for think, that. Think about, or did he just get it removed? But then yeah, again, to give him purpose, he's like, know. you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if he got it removed, that means like he, maybe he didn't have much of a purpose and was just keep on, he would just keep on reliving the fact that like, he might have killed his wife or he already killed his killed her murderer. So it's like he has no drive left, you know? Yeah. So to give him purpose, he removes it. So he, he's indefinitely looking for yeah, like, I, I like that. Purpose, I like, I think you know? that's probably the most intended that's, because that's what he did with like, uh, with, uh, Teddy to kill Teddy, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just going to like, I'm going to have purpose now and make him the John G. So I just keep going sort of thing. Yeah. As opposed to like, the actual objective reality of doing what's like right in a moralistic sort of way. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean this, this movie, it's, um, they, they definitely, I don't know if like, (laughs) uh, what's his name? Lenny. He's kind of, he's kind of a a dirt bag, but like you kind of go back and forth between thinking he's Mm. like, like a shitty person or like at the beginning, you're yeah. like, I'm on this guy's side. He's the main yeah. character or whatever. But then like, I, I wrote this down during the black and white sequences. It's like, Oh, this guy's kind of a monster. He's like a really, um, well, stringent yeah. insurance, uh, adjuster or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, he's going to fuck over this like woman and her husband. And then like, you're back on his side because Who, uh, Len- uh, not, Leonard Leonard. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is like the experience of watching just through the movie, what mm-hmm. happens. And then like, yeah, near, near the end when like you piece together that, like he actively makes the choice pretty recklessly. Like, like I'm, I'm going to get on the path to kill this guy now. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh man, this guy's, yeah, this guy's going to have a scumbag. Yeah. He's like kind of a piece of shit now. But like, Teddy is also kind of like an asshole, but he so, was, Yeah. But we should he talk was also, about a yeah. couple characters because mm-hmm. I, to this moment, I'm still a little fuzzy on a couple characters, their relationship to Lenny mm-hmm. and also their intentions. And I, that might yeah. be intended, but I don't know if it's fully intended. I might've just missed it. So Lenny is a, I don't know. I think he's a retired, or, or I mean, Teddy. yeah, Teddy. Teddy, Teddy slash John G. John G. Uh, Joey Pants. I think he was, I think he's retired cop, right? He's a retired cop. See, you hear a couple different things. Yeah. He's a snitch. No, he's an undercover scene. cop. Yeah, that's it. That's why he couldn't. That's why undercover. He a, that's the last bit of info yeah. you get from him near the end of the movie. Yeah. He's an undercover cop because that's why he gets the name Teddy. Because that because he wanted to do 
the drug deal with um with Jimmy Jimmy yeah yeah so so the whole plan was the whole thing was that Teddy had um worked with Leonard's case back when it first happened that's right and he, he was the one assigned to the case yeah with with Leonard okay and Leonard he he it was um apparently it was like resolved or something like they never found the people who like raped and killed apparently yeah. and uh well he killed one there were two guys right his his theory was always that there were two guys he there's the scene of him shooting one guy like straight up in the head yeah. but then another guy hits him and is the one who fucks up his brain. yeah so he's trying to find that guy yeah. and and uh Teddy claims that they had found him like years ago and yeah now like Teddy is using um Leonard to as a uh, as a vessel to to commit like crimes t- to make money off of yeah. like a sort of like hitman sort of thing yeah you know? i i th- i think that yeah that's that's the only thing that like so that's why like so that um that whole relate the nexus of uh Teddy to Jimmy and Jimmy to um L- Lenny, uh, Nat- Natalie. Okay, yeah, yeah. It says Natalie is J- Jimmy's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that's the that's that's how they relate because 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 uh, Teddy's trying to get the money, steal the money yeah. from. See, okay, they clarify Jimmy. Yeah, they clarify that they they clarify and that that I was like pretty good with with Joey Pants being like, um, like listen it's it's both like you you have your john g and we also have two hundred thousand. we're gonna split it 50 50 and it's like okay i i get that and i get tracking him through it because he he sees this guy as a tool uh similarly to uh the hotel manager aka fbi guy from seven did you piece that together Holy shit! Same really? guy, yeah, same guy. That's crazy. And I was huh. like, when I saw him, I was like, "Fucking Nolan! You Nolan's a big fan of Seven, of course he, he must was. be, right? Of yeah. course he was. Of course he, he was. Be. Yeah. Um. And uh, but okay. So the the thing, the pri- I guess the primary thing. By the time I finished the movie, I was a little fuzzy on what Natalie's relationship was because she clearly okay. sees so Lenny she, come into the picture and is like, yeah. he killed my boyfriend presumably right right and, and she wants to utilize um she wants to use leonard's condition to her advantage mm-hmm. because um she when we first meet her she says that she's a survivor and when you first hear that you think oh she was like i don't know she was might have been raped or something yeah. or like in the in the timeline yeah, of the movie watching the through you're yeah. like oh this su- that sucks yeah but as you rewatch it the survivor meaning has a more like nefarious context. Like she's, she's someone who like will take advantage of a situation if it comes to it. Cause she's a survivor. You know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. Well, and then then there's that very ominous, uh, scratched out first line Hmm. that you don't see until later, which is like, don't trust her. Right. Isn't that what it was? Yeah. Something like that. that. And then he scratches it off. Cause Hmm. like she helps him or something. Yeah. Um, Okay, so so okay, so I guess she puts the pieces together when he comes into the bar, mm. right? That 
that oh he okay okay that's making more sense yeah, already because she me. wants she wants to get rid of um teddy because she's the one who got the documents for leonard remember mm-hmm. with the driver's license and shit like that that's right so she she played it as an i'm gonna get revenge on on them by turning them against each other yeah by getting leonard to kill um teddy mm-hmm. because she knows of leonard's condition yeah so. that makes that makes sense well and yeah. then the uh that one I guess memory sequence, whatever you want to call these things, of the one where she pretty much snaps at him, yeah, which like makes great. me so mad because yeah. it's oh, it's so frustrating because it's like a lot of a lot of R words, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> oh boy, yeah, oh man, these these early two thousand late nineties movies, man, drop that was a R popular word back then. They, right? Oh, yeah. they loved it, yeah. man. But yeah, man, she's calling him like all these fucking crazy names. And uh, and he's just like taking it, but then like she yeah. starts calling like his wife a whore, yeah. and he's like, nah, he punches her, and yeah, then she straight. like goes out, and she's like, uh, pretty much tells him like, oh, I'm gonna use you, and yeah, he's like, fuck, I need a pen, I need a pen, yeah, and uh, it's oh god, it's so frustrating because you're like, oh, fucking get a pen, but you know he's not going to because he already saw the beginning of that memory, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man, it's it like lets you think about. How you how you this? feel how you would feel in that situation exactly yeah, you know, yeah. being like with that short term memory loss that's what's so great about the plot structure again sure. you know like you're you're literally put into a situation you're like I don't know what what the context is I need to like figure out what to do before I almost man that things me, go yeah. that kind of gave me an idea about how I think you can even do the this concept of memento in a really interesting way on like a TV show where like each mm. TV show has either one memory or like a couple sequences of memories. So it gives you more time in between mm. to like separate what you've just consumed. Does that make yeah. sense? That'd be, and it'd be very, it'd be really, it'd be more be frustrating and it'd be more difficult to process. But, and also in the age of binge watching, it wouldn't really work. Exactly. I was going to bring that up. Because like, it, it'd just be a memento do? then at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to be like, I need a I wish, I wish like Netflix would, would release TV shows on a weekly basis. Because like the whole yeah. idea of like shows is that you could go to work and then you're like talking with your coworkers like, Hey, sure. you catch the fucking exactly, episode man. last yeah. night well, and, and then, how fucking and then, crazy uh, it is, you know? Yeah. And then the frustrating thing is that happens is that, uh, shows become this very disposable thing because mm-hmm. like when you can in like consume them incredibly fast, then you, it, it's just like you're done and then you're moving on with something else, you know? Mm. And then there's no time, there's no like no time week to, to process week. it. And then there's process no one to time, talk yeah. to you, talk to about it. Yeah. You know, sure. like that's like part of it. And that's why like the podcasting that we do, I think we've provide a, uh, a valuable service to the community. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like yeah. to think so. Yeah. Sure. I like yeah. to think so. I mean, to, to those who listen, I think that, um, it's cool, even though we're not talking to the listeners, I think it's cool that it's like a conversation about like a story or a movie and something. And that's how you, yeah. that, that, that makes, that enhances the movie instead of just watching it and just say, eh, that was good or eh, that was bad. It's like, what? Yeah. Like even a bad movie, I'd be so down to talk about. Like think of, you know what I want, I want you to think of, think of a movie that you would be like, 
that's all that's it, that it is. I don't want to talk about it no more. Sort of movie. You, know? you mean a movie where I actively say like I I don't want to talk like I don't want to talk or do well, you there's mean, no, I'm not interested movie. in talking about this interested. movie like yeah. a movie that's so bad that it, it'd be boring to yeah to even like oh man yeah. I'm trying to think of like the last like like one that comes to mind is like Cloverfield Paradox oh shit but yeah. the thing is that mm. no I guess that's pretty close like that's one that is bad and I, I'm not really interested. Mm. No, that's not really true. I don't know. I, I've got to think <laughs> about it. Be like, one like the happening, I guess, would be like... You're talking about a, a boring, bad movie. Yeah. Like a, a bad movie that like isn't interesting. Yeah, because yeah. it's like half the fun is talking about the movie, whether or not it's bad or good. Yeah. Like you and talk, like the room can be talked about, you know, ad infinitum, oh, yeah. you know, and that's like an objectively like bad movie, but at least it's like worthy of discussion. Yeah. While like the happening is like a movie. I'm just like, uh, I, I'd, I just I'd say feel like uh, talking I'd, about I'd, that. I'd, movie. I'd say like Bohemian Rhapsody. Hell yeah. That, that's a <laughs> hot. T- t- is that a hot take? It's probably a hot take. That movie has like uh yeah, a lot of people like that movie and I still do not know why. That's um, so weird. Yeah. I hear like a lot, like I don't want to sound derogatory, but a lot of normies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, dude, a lot of, a lot of people, my mom was uh, like, my mom after she saw it, man was like, like you need to see Bohemian Rhapsody. And I was like, really, mom? And I saw it. And I was like, well, all right. I, That's the thing so is, funny. I, I, I can. It's fa- that movie. Even that movie is fascinating to talk about in some respects because, like, I understand why people enjoy it. Yeah, because it's a very well-oiled like branding product, mm. but also that's what it is. It's not concerned with having real characters or um any like moments that are true to how they would be in real life it's just like like it's tre- it's treating all these characters as like mythic figures in history mm-hmm. and like they're they're not humans at all and it's like i i kind of understand why some people would gravitate to that you know well i mean like i don't think that's a bad thing to do but uh, i'm i'm guessing that the execution was a little bad right because like, yeah cause well, the, i think the, right, cool the writing concept, is bad you know um, what i mean yeah the, yeah for you sure can, you can do like a you know mythological like hyper hyper well i think you're, you're interpreting that in a different yeah. way than i'm intending and i'm just meaning yeah. like it, it feels like a press release turned into a script or something okay. it's okay. like like a pr team wrote a script and then uh, a pedophile filmed it so <laughs> Um, anyway, yep. um, fuck. I mean, I agree. I agree with that. Brian Singer is a fucking scumbag. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. X-Men suck. Un- you know, Usual Suspects sucks. Um, <laughs> Boy, Usual X2. Suspects is going to be an awkward uh, rewatch at some point, right? I don't want to watch that. Movie. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any. Because uh, there's too movie. many, like, things now. Yeah, there's. <laughs> where do we start? Stephen Baldwin, for one. Holy shit. That's um <laughs> God, Stephen Baldwin's a piece of shit too. Mm. It's a lot of pieces of shit, man. I feel bad for I feel ben- bad Benicio. That Baldwin's. I feel a bad Benicio has like one yeah. of his uh, good roles soiled by a mm. fucking rapist. Yep. Boy, we keep that's dipping how, our toes into the Me Too hot. pond every week, huh? Well, because that's that's what's hot in Hollywood right now. I mean, how? What it else is, are we yeah. supposed to? and say i mean the oscars are coming up soon i don't know when this podcast comes out but it'll it'll be up probably post oscars yeah yeah, i'm sure post oscars really well 
Because well, that's in I mean, March, I hope, isn't it? I hope not. Let's no, let's just hope we have a, a couple of productive weeks yeah. and we can get this out before then. But uh, okay. But um, yeah, let's go back. Let's go back to the matter at hand. Yeah. And talk yeah, about the Matrix. So. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's Joey Pants. Uh, Joey Pants. What's her? Car- Carrie Ann Carrie Ann Moss. Moss. Dude, yeah. she's so great, man. I feel like she should have she's been like bigger. Under. She's underappreciated, yeah, because, like, she's I think she's, great. like, goth hot, and then, like, goth hot, like, went out of, like, style. I guess so, yeah. She's, defi- like, goth Definitely hot. in, uh, whew, man, in Matrix, yeah. she's. A, yeah. I remember, like, crushing on her real hard in Matrix. Um, but she's great in those. Mm. Joey Pants is great in the first one. Dude, he, Cypher, dude, Cypher is yeah. sick. He's such a slimy such fucking a slimy wheezy, fuck, wheezeball, I, wheezeball. When I was a kid, I was yeah. like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Cypher's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, dude. But like, he sells so them out, good gets some fucking, like, half mm. of them killed. And like, when he's eating that steak, it triggers me so hard. Oh, that's right, dude. <laughs> he's like, so good. I know the steak isn't real, but yeah. damn it. He's so yeah. good. <laughs> uh, doing the pants dance, that fucking Joey oh pants. God. But uh, yeah, man. So he cast him. No, no, no. He cast no, her. He cast Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. And this is the year after mm. Matrix. This is before Matrix Reloaded. And uh, man, that's actually weird. It, you know, what's about. funny is that, okay, so she, yeah, she recommended Joey for that, for the Teddy role. Mm-hmm. Because they had worked together on the Matrix, yeah, and uh, Nolan didn't intend to have Joey. I forgot who his first choice was, but it was definitely like Joey was like the, the man. The I was reading, but yeah, uh, I, f- I forgot too. But uh, what's funny is that like Nolan was like, no, he said he said he was great. He said Joey was great because he he brought a lot of humor to the movie that was would be otherwise like very you yeah. know depressing. You he, know? Yeah, he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's this one scene where he says, oh, God, why is it you freak? You know, like at the beginning, yeah. like you don't know what's going on. You freak or something. Yeah. And Nolan had said that he didn't, Joey didn't quite like nail that line. So I think that's Nolan's voice, I think, that they dubbed it over or something. Weird. Yeah, where it says you huh. freak. And then like they asked Joey about it on the interview and he's like, now this is the first time I heard that I did like nail. <laughs> I was like, "That's a little awkward." <laughs> That's a little. Well, what yeah. what that presupposes hmm. is a reality in which Christopher Nolan, the most British ASMR e guy ASMR, yeah. that exists, can do a fucking solid Joey Pants impression, <laughs> which is hilarious that he could just like hmm. all of a sudden he like. Hmm. Well, uh, the uh, temporality in which I'm telling this story, I think, is we can only tell it in this visual style where we edit it uh, backward to forward. And, and then all of a sudden he can just be like, you, hey, Lanny, hey, you uh, freak. speak Joey Pants, you freak, you freaking retard. It's like the fact that the notion that he could jump between those is hilarious. To me. I hope my memory is not distorted about you know that's relevant to this this movie oh, but sure, i'm yeah. pretty sure that's what it what they were saying and, you and, look at my in my subjective in my uh, subjective minds, really i'm it's gonna truth g- dog that's real that's real for the rest of my life now <laughs> to know that no one can, can do, do a do joey it. pants impression on the money <laughs> to the fact that i to the point where i didn't even notice 
No, that's I didn't so notice funny. either. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, I don't think he wants to admit it. Uh, that's admit. too funny. No, he did admit it because he because he on it was on the audio commentary that I heard it. Mm-hmm. He says like it was like a classic like Orson Welles move because apparently Orson Welles like does that did that a lot in his movies. Oh yeah, being such a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah it's like he would overdub like certain mm-hmm. people. Dude, speak. There's okay. some ADR that I was like, well, this is a little weird. There's, well, there's a couple. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple where like the back is turned and it's like, hey, hey, Lenny, hey, Lenny, we need to go to the yeah, like mm. stuff like that where uh, it's like putting cr- crucial yeah. pieces of info in, like or when he says uh, when Guy Pierce says, God damn it, like like really quick and his lips aren't moving, like where, oh, I, I caught yeah, I yeah. caught that too. I was like, oh, he's not where not uh, that was moving. after the. The 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 guy that was chasing him like finds him in the car or something. He's like, God damn it. It was really weird. Maybe that was yeah. Nolan that time. It was <laughs> Nolan, Nolan again. Nolan just likes to sneak yeah. in and replace some of each actor's lines. Yeah. Like um uh, Yeah, dude, that guy, the uh hotel manager. That's Holy the fuck, FBI that dude. is him. Yeah. And it, what's so funny, funny is that I always knew him from Batman Begins, because he's one of the he's like, What, you don't like falafel? Why do I remember that line? What That's the so fuck? S- Man, those movies- I feel like you have R word like what? strength memory. Like like <laughs> like you have like really great memory for the most like No, yeah, the most useless things. shit. Yeah. No, that's true for sure. It's um, like what did you have like no, it's like if if I asked you like, "Oh, what what would it what did you learn about nutrition today to help your health? And you're like, I don't fucking know. But you know, when Joe, when uh, this one guy from uh, seven and memento said, what what was his first line in Batman begins? (laughs) Why you don't like falafel? The the fact that like you remember him, because I don't even remember him in that movie. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, (laughs) I don't know. The thing is, the thing is, and this goes back to like something that we talked about last episode is that like, like these two guys are speaking about our historical context mm. are like two of the biggest or maybe the two biggest like impacts on mm. our like ingesting oh, of, of yeah. movies. Right. Like I watched fight club when I was in middle school. Yeah, for sure. And then in high school, I was watching like Nolan throughout for sure. Well, and know? then like, yeah. And then high school, I dude, I remember, I still have the memories of seeing in theaters most of Christopher Nolan's movies. And I can't say that for most movies I've seen in theaters. You know, it's like I remember being at uh, Century Theaters in Elk Grove, California. I had just gotten out for summer (laughs) Uh, uh, in 2005. For uh, Batman Begins? Or maybe 2004. When did they come out? For Batman know. Begins, yeah, and then we went to the Dude, theater. I remember doing the exact same thing coming out yeah. of school. I yeah. remember that it was went like to the Silverado, release. exactly. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, that that movie was like so. I was impactful. fucking. When I saw that as like a teenager, I was like fucking blown away. I was like, "Whoa, yeah, Batman sure. can be dark and gritty." <laughs> Yeah, dude. Well, and it was that movie came. So those words were, uh, you know, yeah, they they were precious to us then. They were memed and uh, rebranded. Throwback to last episode. Appropriated by people that Mm. can't execute on Fincher and Nolan's level. Yeah. Um, But dude, yeah, that was a wild summer, man. Because I think it was Spider Man Two had come out 
uh, a month or two before maybe, uh, or maybe mm. it hadn't quite come out yet or maybe the trailer did or something. And that was like a good, like pre MCU pre DC movie era of like, we're getting a couple of superhero movies and yeah. like, they're going to be fucking good and weird and different, you know? Um, and like we, I feel like we kind of take those for granted now because there's three a year, you know, but back then it was like a yeah, special it's just kind thing. of, uh, so. more manufactured sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's fine now. Like they're fun. Like we, you know, everybody loves MCU movies, whatever, but it's like, but back, it, back then it, it was it's not more... like back then it was like an event, you know what I For mean? Sure, like, yeah. Like I remember, you know, you would gather your buddies like for Batman begins at least like I, yeah, you I know, saw that with like all friends, like yeah, right after we're like, we're so excited to go see Batman because yeah. it's like when this is our Batman, you know, this is going to be, yeah. and we get out of school and all that stuff. Hell yeah. It's an event. And now like the only event movies we get is like probably just Endgame and Infinity War. Like Infinity War was an yeah. event. Like I a, think. like a big MCU. Yeah. Mm. Like event movies. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I mean, it, that's interesting, man, because, like, yeah, like, uh, talking about it again, like, Batman Begins came out of the crucial time, at least mm. for me, where it was, like, between 8th and ninth grade, where mm. I was, like, well, I your knew... balls finally dropped. Yeah. Finally. Mm. Uh, my voice finally was starting to get a little... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, fresh. like, knew I was going to move from yeah. California at that point mm. uh, to, te- like, yeah, to Texas, and it was, like, one of the last big hurrahs of, like... Like, oh, I'm out to the movies with my friends. And it was like this big well, turning that's, point that's movie, nice, yeah. you know? Mm. And uh, yeah, dude, I remember that was such a wild ride and like seeing the Joker card at the end yeah, and just like, all of the oh, possibilities, fuck, yeah. man, of like, what the fuck? How is this guy going to do the Joker and like all that shit? Mm-hmm. But uh, we can save all that shit for the Batman episode, but Dark Knight episode, I should say. Yeah. Um, but none of that would have happened without a little movie called. called following which was christopher yeah, nolan's <laughs> have you seen it have you seen I, i've actually never seen it i'll let you borrow it i have it okay uh, yeah, yeah i'll uh check that out it's very good those. i yeah. think it's it's like super solid for a guy who like scrounged the money together from like his family or well he, it's all his friends like all his friends starred in the movie that's right like, yeah they just like do you want to and the guy the guy who um the main character his name is cobb so oh, that's yeah. right yeah, and uh, I know I know some about yeah. it because that blank check podcast I listened to oh, yeah. covered following. Um, so I've heard that episode of there. Yeah, we won't be covering it on. Um, we were already past it. Yeah, right we're already past it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I guess we can talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah. The uh, the guy who who's the main actor. Well, he's not the main actor. He's like more of like the. I guess. You'll understand it. Maybe antagonist. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I don't know how to describe, it, but like the supporting actor, and he's super good. He's my favorite. His name's Cobb. Yeah. And he's the actor is like super great. I, I was like, why? I looked him up after because I wanted to see if he was in more movies. He's like not really an actor. Or? Yeah, he's not. And like he's just Christopher Nolan's buddy, and he's like an architect or something. And wow. he's he just said like people came up to him and said, hey, do you want to be like an actor and be in all his movies? And he's like, nah. I just like being an architect and like, that's just what he wants. Damn to man, do your shit, man. That's what yeah. I, I thought that was so kind of cool though. Like yeah. he's just like, I can just be like an actor. Yeah. And he's like, he can be great. My buddy. Just go back to being yeah. like making houses or whatever the yeah. fuck he's doing. Houses. Man. Yeah. I don't know. 
architects build houses. Don't yeah, they? they do, don't they? Yeah. I always think of them as like skyscraper guys. I don't know. Oh, sure. But yeah. you're right. They do build houses. Yeah. Yeah, like in the Jack that house built, he was like doing all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, maybe maybe Nolan should have brought him back for Inception to be the architect. You know, that would have been kind of cool. <laughs> that would have been funny, right? He brings yeah. him back for that. Um, I'm sure they keep up. Page. I'm pretty sure they're like, you know, besties or something. Yeah, they're good. They're good buds. <laughs> the notion of Nolan having a bestie mm-hmm. and like calling him like his BFF is pretty hilarious. The notion that Nolan is married is hilarious to me. That is funny too. The notion that <laughs> Nolan has kids, therefore has had sex is pretty mm-hmm. funny too. <laughs> I love <It's>, Nolan. <laughs> I think I too, yeah. he's such a like, he's such a nerd, but yeah. like he, he like hides it behind this kind of cool, like, mm almost like Hitchcockian exterior, this like, Oh yeah. Front, very hit. Yeah. You know? Well, that's like, Hitchcock, we should mention yeah. that that's like his big guy. Like mm. Hitchcock is like his big influence, you know, like psycho vertigo yeah. vertigo is like his big, like Rosetta stone. I feel like Oh really? all the, all the movies he makes. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah. Vertigo would make sense for sure. Mm. I don't, I just, I wish I could watch Hitchcock films, but I can't, dude. Yeah, they're kind of hard, because Psycho's easy. You've seen Psycho, right? Yeah. Psych- Psycho's great. Psycho's just black and mo- white, so. Like, I had to force, like, as a film guy, like, I forced myself to watch his films, because yeah. it's just, it, he doesn't film, like, he's a great filmmaker. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just that he doesn't have the modern lighting yeah. that, like... You know, most films have nowadays. Yeah. Like Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick's still watchable because he likes using that natty light. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but well, it's, yeah, it's the uh, stage light. Sta- the stage lighting. I that, can't stand it. I yeah, hate it. Hitchcock. Uses. Like I'm not watching a stage. Yeah, I want to. If I'm going to watch stage, I'm going to go to the local I'm theater. Gonna go to the theater. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to watch the used uh, the, the the car salesman and the death of a, a salesman. Uh, so, Car salesman. Car salesman. That's what it's called, right? The car salesman. Death of the, the car, death of a sales- car salesman. Death of a car salesman. <laughs> like I'm going to the Majestic Theater. I'm, I'm going to go watch the Shakespeare. 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 I'm going to see the Shakespeare show. I'm going to watch Hamlet. Yeah. Hamlet. 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 Y'all Hamblet. know Hamlet. You guys know Hamlet. <laughs> it's it's the name of my hamster. Oh, that's funny. That's got to be so, like Hamlet. So what? <laughs> Yeah, if if you, dear listener, if you have a hamster and it's not named Hamlet, then you're you're yeah. doing you're you're, you're doing a disservice up. to humanity. <laughs> yeah, and hamsters everywhere, hamsters everywhere, and Shakespeare for God's sake. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't seen. I have honestly haven't seen many Hitchcocks. Like I've I've seen Psycho. I loved Psycho. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched The Birds. I couldn't. I didn't really love The Birds. The Birds was like, hey, what if the birds were bad? And then by the end of the movie, yep. it's like the birds were bad, and it's like okay, all right. I mean, for its time, it's kind of like a disaster film. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's no, like, that's oh, true. This yeah. is like crazy. That's crazy. And I haven't it's seen like, too many others, but um, North by Northwest. No, I haven't seen that one. I've um, seen Vertigo. Vertigo is North good. by Northwest is like kind of like a staple that you should just give yeah. it a go. Um, I'll download that one. I'll check it out. Yeah, there's other one. Oh no, Rear Window is pretty good. I, yeah. I would recommend that. That's the one with uh, one of the first like long oneers, Terry right? Grant, like, long one shots. Maybe I, I think that's know. the one because there's he's famous for like one of his one shots that mm. he did that has like a whole bunch of shit happen in one long take. Probably because like a car like, going down. It's a literally a guy who's like who spies on people. That sounds from his right. Yeah, apartment because he can't move because he's injured. Yeah, so 
I mean, that sounds that sounds like a real Nolan-y, like following plot right there. Oh yeah, definitely like following following esque. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, you should watch that and think of like the context of the historical context that yeah. it's like Cold War, like you're spying on like, mm-hmm. you know, like your neighbor and shit like that. But yeah, I'll check that one out. But yeah, that, I mean, other than that, I mean, I I don't. Uh, I don't know. It's just hard to watch Hitchcock. I feel so bad as like a movie dude. Yeah. Like fucking, I mean, you know, it's, it's so that. funny how like some of our favorite filmmakers, like he's there, he's there, Chris Nolan, like yeah. he's there, Spielberg. It's like Spielberg he's talks fine. about, I mean, like who yeah. was Alfred Hitchcock's like, dude, Jesus, man. I don't you know who could it even have been. Honestly, the yeah. fucking, uh, uh, <sighs> Some the, the guy who made Metropolis, maybe? Yeah, I, I, don't, know, right? I don't know. Some German impressionist filmmaker shit. Yeah, it's like, who knows, man? <laughs> everybody everybody has... Uh, it always, it's always uh, layers all the way down. Layers all the way back, yeah. Yep. All, all art is just recycling mm-hmm. other, other people's art. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And do it in your own way. That's it. Yep. Nolan sure did it his own way with mm-hmm. uh, the film Memento. Mm-hmm. A very good movie. That of which we are... Speaking today, and only of Memento. Um, Do you have anything interesting you want to bring up uh, for Memento uh, no, before we I get mean, into uh, the fun, the most fun? Oh Christ! Sequence? Oh boy! Oh Christ! Good lordy! No, let's do it, man. Unless you do. No. Okay. So, uh, boy, oh boy, Fincher's version of Memento. Memento. So, I think. It would have been just told chronologically. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh boy! But he would have no. Done... He he would he would do the kind of the same thing chronologically, but we would not have been given a resolution to what really happened with his wife. And that makes sense. Yeah. Because like, if I'm going on in terms of like Zodiac, like that, that was pretty open ended. It's like, well, like that's just fucking how it goes. Like you're not going to, for sure, you know, figure it out. Like that's reality of the situation. And he's, uh, he, yeah, he's, I think, I think Fincher is a more pessimistic person too. So I, I think the ending would have been either open-ended like that with no resolution, or it would have been a very downer ending. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the ending is pretty much a bummer for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see it. I could see it being told like that. Um, man, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to like look at Fincher's other movies to extrapolate a good, like, well, shell. I mean, seven and Zodiac is really like good. Like, well, I think Fight points. Club might be the biggest one that you could kind of. I, I think maybe the memory thing could almost be used as a reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, the whole movie, we're not really sure what's going on with this guy until the end when he kills Teddy. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it'd be hard to execute that to like keep us. Maybe you would still have the like flashbacks to, oh, maybe that's what it'd be. It'd be flashbacks to like him and his wife and what happened that night. Obviously, it's not as interesting of a concept of what Nolan did with Hmm. uh, Memento, but maybe that's what it is. It's like, and then at the end of the movie, when he's 
you know, uh, going to the abandoned place with Teddy or he meets Teddy there, whatever happens. Uh, that's when we get the ultimate reveal that like, bam, his head hits the floor, blood comes out. Oh shit. Is something wrong with this guy? Oh wait, does, did something happen to like his memory? Mm. Is that what's been happening this whole movie? And then I he kills see. Teddy. It's like a re- the reveal. Yeah, so like the, the ultimate reveal okay. is like chronologically mm. at the end of the story instead of having it told backwards. You mm. know what I mean? I think maybe maybe that's how. Just kind of, which is a fundamentally I, different I, yeah. movie and less interesting. You know? Yeah, I just that's don't the know tough how thing. you would do the short term memory gimmick yeah it'd be fucking hard to to like keep people it's like unless he somehow unless maybe maybe structural the movie to where the entire movie is still like he remember like it's it's a sequence that is remembered throughout by leonard yeah and you don't have the short-term memory loss thing until the ending to where it's revealed he forgets all about it or something like that. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? That's like, interesting. Yeah. Like at the end, it's like, that's the reveal point. And like, then you'd look at the, um, the movie in a different context after the fact or something. Yeah. I mean, like I, I could see that. Happening. Yeah. But the, the thing that's is how, like, like Fight regardless, Club was, you know what I mean? Yeah. See, I, yeah. I think fight club is the big kind of like, uh, point to use for his version of what this movie is because it's like fight club. Uh, everything makes sense. You know, it's like, Oh, these are two different guys, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then at the end of the movie, there's this sudden realization Mm. and it forces you to look back on the entire movie. So that's, that's what I mean that like, Mm -hmm. like Fincher would do that sort of thing. It'd be that sort of thing, but it's like, ultimately nobody can make memento except Christopher Nolan because it is such a (laughs) fucking Christopher Nolan. Like, like, what if we told a movie backwards and we uh, make it confusing as shit? But it's not really going to be too confusing to people. Like, they'll still get it. And it's like such a – like, this movie is – I think very few filmmakers um, just to – did you have any other thoughts on uh, oh, no, Fincher's I mean, version? Because I, I was just going to transition into – difficult. Yeah, go ahead. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, I was just going to transition into, like, my final thoughts on it. It's like mm. Memento – I what I was going to say is, like, I don't think there are – many other filmmakers whose first movie is such a like here's an outline of everything that i love in movies in one movie like down mm. to like the noir aspects the uh the crazy cinematic timeline mm. in in regards to how we're just you know cinema taking language the, you know yeah, yeah exactly the the cinematic language um the down to like the violence, like some of the mm. action violence stuff. Like it is, it is very noir scenes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it does have some, mm. uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a, I don't know what genre I'd put this in. I don't say, I don't think I'd put it in an action. psychological thriller, psychological thriller. Yeah. yeah. It's in that seven space, right? Yeah. Just less grimy and less, uh, just of a bummer all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean it's uh Memento's like one of the honestly one of the best and I think most important movies artistically mm. to like the medium of film that we've had this um like century, century so far man because sure. I think it really kicked off it kicked things off in 2000 like in March of 2000 with such a like not only like here's what movies can be but also hey I'm Christopher Nolan 
and I'm fucking, I'm here to fuck shit up. I'm here to fuck <laughs> shit up. <laughs> Give me Batman, what's um, good? Uh, like, hello, I'm, I'm Christopher Nolan, and um, um, I'm here to uh, um, fuck shit up. I'm here to fuck shit up. I'm Joey Pants, baby. Joey Pants, baby. That's 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 both. That's still Christopher Nolan because he can do. Both. Get get you a Christopher Nolan that can do both. Is all I'm saying. Get you a Chris <laughs> Nolan. Um, I mean, we didn't really talk about. Um, I don't know some of the accessories, if you will, in this movie, like the actors and all that stuff. But like Guy Pierce is is fucking great. Like mm. we mentioned that Brad Pitt was was almost in his role, and it's like it would have been too distracting. I think. I think it, I think yeah. it would have been too, man. Like which um, is weird because he's great in Seven, and I wasn't that distracted with him. And I I think we probably just have a different. I don't know perception, um, perception yeah. of uh, a subjective, a subjective perception on the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Guy Pierce is a guy who he's a guy Pierce who <laughs> I I just like always love when he pops up, and I'm really bummed that he's not in way more shit and hasn't been in way more shit because I feel honestly, correct me if I'm wrong, but it really seems like Guy Pierce's career was Memento and then Iron Man 3. Like, I just, I he's great. He's great, though. Yeah. And I know I'm missing some, like, obvious movies there in the middle that I've probably loved and I just can't think of right mm-hmm. now. But, like, um, and he's great in Iron Man 3, but it's like... Uh, Lockout? B- remember that? See, man, it's like... <laughs> he, I don't know. I mean, he's just one of those guys who likes Carrie Ann Moss was, like... I don't know. Something happened to him, man. They just kind of got lost to the well, same. They were of the time, flavor or, of the month, and then you know, I guess so. They just, just move on to the next one, or yeah, Hollywood swallowed him up and mm-hmm. uh, spit him out, and I don't know. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks because Guy I Pierce think, no, is great. Guy Pierce is in a lot of movies, actually. It's yeah, read, like, read off. You know, let's go through Pierce real yeah. quick before. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna put him off. Put him. Put him up. Put him on up. Resident and he's Guy still Pierce. handsome, he's dude. Still yeah, handsome, abs- he's he's he looks great he in looks Iron Man Three. Good. He looks. Maybe five years older than he, he does. Better Momentum. actually. Oh, he's in L.A. Confidential. Hell yeah, dude. See, I haven't seen that still, dude, man. I I need to watch that really watch, bad. Yeah, you absolutely need to watch L.A. Yeah. Confidential. Even though Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah, I mean, but Kevin, Kevin Spacey's really good. Yeah, in it, and I mean, Spacey's it. Spacey is in. Uh, he's in a it. lot of great movies, man. He is. And he's good in them, unfortunately. All right. Um, <laughs> I wish it was easy. Oh yeah, he to was in the Time Machine. Remember that movie? Whoa, you know what, dude. <laughs> You know what's crazy about that is I was really excited for that movie because I read, I actually read the book, oddly enough. Uh, I had like a, I think it was adapted into a kind of children's book and I read that and I was like, yeah. I feel like we were like supposed to read it or something. Yeah. And I I saw the movie and I was like, that was weird. Mm. (laughs) It's a weird fucking movie. Really weird. He's in The Road, huh? Oh, yeah. The Hurt Locker as well. And he was in. Oh, Hurt Locker's a big yeah. one. Hurt Locker, you know, he's the guy who dies at the movie. beginning. I need to rewatch that. Hurt Locker's an amazing movie, man. Same um, with uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Maybe we should just do Catherine Bigelow. She'd be an interesting one yeah. to, to follow, man. Because the thing is, she is has... Kathleen Bigelow. Cat, uh, Catherine Bigelow, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Because uh, she, she has Point Break, which I've never seen. What? I know, man. She has some other ones that Dude, people... How have you not seen I don't know, point? man. It's... 
Yeah. Freak. Real blind spot for me, man. Whoa, like 90s action apex point break. I know, man. Surfing cops, dude. Maybe maybe we will, man. Skydiving cops with Keanu Reeves. I mean, it all sounds great. It sounds great. your boy. Swayze. Swayze. Yeah. Whoa. I know. I know. And Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Whoa. I know, That is crazy. I know. Well, okay. Of all things. Yeah, I think she'd be cool, man, because then she did uh, she did a crazy movie called Strange Days, um, which I've seen mm. once long ago, but I remember being nuts, but being really cool, like a good mm. movie. Um, and then she got into like these realistic like war movies, interestingly yeah, enough. Pretty cool. Did I you, think. you, you, you so never saw Detroit, it. right? No. Detroit is is hell. That movie is absolutely to watch, hell on yeah. earth. It's so impossible to watch. Um, but be interesting. I, one of my, I mean, I love zero dark 30. I That's a great movie. Yeah. Really good. It's really good. Um, so guy Pierce is also in, uh, the King speech. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and Prometheus cause he was Wayland. Oh, yeah. that's right. He's you know what's like, interesting about him is that he kind of took on more of like a character actor thing. Yeah. Where like he plays kind of like a weird because that's kind of even what he's doing in Iron Man Three. He's playing like a uh, a weird like nerdy guy and then like a cocky businessman. Aldrich Killian is his name. Killian. That's right. I don't remember him in uh, Iron Man Three. It's been a while no. since I watched. Ooh, it. Ooh, so. I, I gotta let you borrow that one, man. Yeah. That movie fucking rules. It is a good movie. Um, like old Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah that's Predator. Yeah. So. Predator. Oh, Predator. Anyways, my final thoughts for <laughs> yeah, Memento yeah. is that this is a masterwork in screenwriting. Mm. You don't get no better than Memento. It's it, in terms of filmmaking, it is it is fantastic. Maybe not like PTA levels, obviously, but it it's definitely serves the purpose of the film mm-hmm. in a way that Nolan films. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> What is Siri? What? <laughs> was that Siri was or Siri. Alexa? That was Siri that time. Oh, boy. God, we got to avoid the words Siri and Alexa in yeah, my house so. because they just, they, they're just listening. They just want to help out. Anyways, they interrupted my like great train of thought, but <laughs> no, no, it is chief. a masterwork of screenwriting. Yeah. Screenplay writing. Um, it, it doesn't get any better than this. Like being like Nolan is, I think, very under like very underappreciated for his writing um because i think that goes because of his like he's not very good at dialogue yeah you know but but in terms of like plot structure he's like he's a fucking wizard man like yeah i, I don't know how you he's how fucking you, wizard annie yeah i mean there's not there's not many more directors that are uh better at it <laughs> jesus christ than nolan <laughs> Y'all like Phantom Menace? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but Detective! <laughs> Sorry. Let A! Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, th- I think that um, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a film watching grading level, this is a intermediate to expert in that like mm-hmm. zone. Because like you yeah, don't want to... Yeah. You don't want to grab your mom and say, "Hey, let's let's watch Memento and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe ease her on in 
yeah. after watching a few of Nolan's stuff, like Inception, maybe. And mm-hmm. then you kind of get the idea of where, like, Nolan is coming from in terms of, like, plot structure and stuff. Yeah, know? for sure. But I, uh, That's no, interesting, yeah. man. Like, bringing back that scale mm. makes me think about Nolan in an interesting way again and how maybe less so Memento, but most of his other movies... Kind of, I guess, disregarding the Batman ones. They're easier but like, to consume than Memento. Yeah, but they're 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 almost like everybody can get something out of this. Right. You know, like the the person that just wants an entertaining kind of action movie down to the person like like you who watches movies and wants uh, a little more to chew on. It's like mm. he he fucking has something for everybody. He's a goddamn cinematic buffet mm. that Christopher Nolan, you know. <laughs> Just a buffet of a delights. Buffet, a buffet Nolan. Nolan's yeah. buffet. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, welcome to my uh, buffet. Welcome and, to my uh, buffet. Is, uh, you get uh, action. You get uh, uh, complex plot structures and time. Yeah, there will be some and, uh, t- uh, different time uh, time. Like that's his here. commercial, and it's like he's in front of a like a shitty like green sc- screen, and it shows like. <laughs> Like a shitty like buffet restaurant. Yeah. If if I hear anybody laugh yeah. inside the restaurant, then you're going to have to leave, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to go to Judd Apatow's mm-hmm. restaurant. You can next bring door. your wives, but you can't you can't hold hands while you're you inside. You can't hold hands. There will be no public displays of affection inside my <laughs> restaurant. And uh, <laughs> and he's like he's like wearing like his blazer and his like vest while he's holding his yeah. glasses that he clearly doesn't need. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like purely aesthetic. Yeah, it's aesthetically. I want to ask you. Like this is holding it. Yeah, maybe the most important thing mm. we've talked about on this episode. Have you seen him with beard? Have you seen his new look? Oh yeah, he, he looks cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. I'm like, he, okay, I'm here we go, mm. Nolan. Let's get the fucking beard going. Let's, let's go keep crazy. growing it out. Yeah. Let's let. I want to see this fucking like Grizzly Adams fucking mm. Chris Nolan mode here. Because it's like okay, now you're looking like now you're looking like a director, less of like a little British boy who like stumbled into his dad's boy. suit. <laughs> That's a little harsh. I know. <laughs> and, and you accidentally to... stumbled into a pile of old watches. And <laughs> oh no, my papa's going to get mad. There are at so me. many times. And then he becomes Christopher Nolan. Have you seen Jonathan Nolan and how he looks like in Dude, John Nolan's weird because he has an American accent. He's handsome, though. Yeah, he has an American accent, too. Because he was raised mainly in Chicago, right? I think that was the thing. Yeah, and then Chris Nolan grew up in London because their parents, I guess, were divorced. Um, Mm. And then they had a third brother who was a con man who killed a man and is in prison. What? Yeah. Really? You know about that? No. It's a nice a little Nolan? teaser I'll leave what? you on. Yeah, their older brother was a con man, potentially maybe a little bit of Is an influence on Chris Nolan. Was he full, like, blooded brother? Yeah. Not half or anything? No, he's full, full brother who uh, ran cons and uh, no. killed, killed a man in the Caribbean. Wow. Over, like, a bank account or something. Wow. It's, it's something like that. But, yes, so it's very that- un- Probably uh, influenced following. So when you watch following, keep that in yeah. mind. Candid- That's so crazy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. He uh, so he loves what's con his name? Men. What's his name? Do you know? 
I forgot. I th- it might be Michael. Like, so it's so like another dear listener. Name. If you know Michael Nolan or whatever his name is, have him find him on the podcast. Well, he's, yeah. I think he's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. It's nuts. And it's, I, it's fascinating when I heard about that. Cause it was on, uh, like just to imagine these two, f- these two famous, like content creators that are yeah. the, the hottest of the hot. Yeah. They got Westworld and you got Inception Boy, Dunkirk Boy. Yeah. And their older brother is f- fucking killed a guy. Well, and also... It's so crazy. And that also mm. makes sense why they would want to keep that under wraps, which is why I think it's not a big thing that's talked about much. Well, why would you want to talk about Ex- it? Well, yeah, exactly. It's I mean, like, even if they weren't Even famous, if it is a crucial part of like the like art if, that you're making as a yeah. director and writer. Like, I mean, like if my older brother was in jail, he's not. I still... I mean, I wouldn't want to talk about it. Why fair. Would I? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter what like level of uh, level of the uh, social order you yeah. are, right? It's 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 fascinating though, man. That's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, but very but the, very uh, interesting, uh, kind of mysterious guy, mm. kind of a quiet dude um, who, uh, by all accounts, too, he's kind of like an old fashioned. Like when he's not filming and stuff, he mm. like puts the phone away and just like is hanging out with his family, like in between productions and stuff like that. You know, he's like very old school like Mm. that. Um, probably having an older brother who's in fucking jail made me, made him appreciate family. It gives you perspective, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, but what if like, that's all just made up because he's going to do his, ultimate like oh, reveal boy. at the end of his life Uh-oh. a prestige-esque yeah. reveal where yeah. him jonathan nolan and his older brother all one person are the same fucking person dude hell yeah dude what if chris nolan helped his older brother out with his cons yeah or like he makes yeah he he gets his brother like out of oh jail. he gets his brother out of jail in like a movie somehow a he like movie. films at the jail shit, oh boy that's the that's a movie you heard it here first mm-hmm. when that happens in real in life you heard it here first folks but memento great movie a classic a truly an american mm-hmm. classic um a masterpiece would you say say it's a slice of masterpiece cinema yeah i sure would yeah i sure um, would too for sure yeah absolutely it's, it's great on, it's on a a league of its own that's for yeah. sure and it inspired countless films many that are yeah. not good but for it sure. did yeah yeah no it's it, <laughs> it, it's interesting man i think that we kind of stumbled into like just happening to pick these two movies as our first one mm. from each director. Zeitgeist but then, movies. Yeah. yeah. But they became huge zeitgeist movies that influenced flagship of the, yeah. Of the time. Other, yeah. other movies like these early two thousands kind of like the, the psychological thriller by and large is uh modern day psychological thriller is kind of created by these two guys. So mm. next week we're going to be talking fight club. Yeah. It's going to be our first guest of the season. Um, and mm. I think from here on out, Generally, we'll have a guest, so look forward to that. It's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. Um, watch Memento if you haven't. Uh, follow us both. Well, you don't have a Twitter. I was going to mention your Twitter, no. but you don't. Follow uh, Director Showdown without the W on Twitter. Follow me, Brent Kong, on Twitter. Uh, follow our Instagrams. Follow all the other Sticker Fridge podcasts, the Delphin podcast. Um, 
Countdown to Infinity and Avengers podcast is back. Yep, it is. Uh, they are doing some cool stuff, Countdown down to Endgame. Uh, yeah, definitely listen to those. Those are some good boys making good mm-hmm. podcasts. Uh, good yeah. boys making good podcasts. Yeah, that should be our slogan, right? Mm-hmm. The sticker fridge slogan. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you, have any, do you have any plugs, Adam? Anything else? No. Cool. All right, guys. <laughs> well, uh, we will see you next week on Fight Club. Later. See ya. See ya.